Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Restrictions across the country have made life a little harder for most. One thing I'm thankful for is still being able to train with friends on Zwift any time of the day. Being motivated by the massive community means there's always someone to ride with and new locations to explore, like the new Japan-inspired Mercury Islands, my personal favorite, and the UCI World Championship courses. Riding with friends makes the training easier and they always know how to push me. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on. Bonjour, bonjour, buenas tardes and uh, welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, as usual, uh, you can download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cycling central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm um, pretty good. And who would have thought a, a long, hot, can I say boring 200-kilometer stage There'd be bugger all to unpack. Yeah. We've got a bit to unpack today, surprisingly. I wonder if we're going to be 30 minutes, 35 minutes. I don't know. We'll Who see. knows? It's live. Uh, joining us today is Gracie Elvin. How are you, Gracie? Buenas tardes again, boys. Nice to be here. It is, it is. Nice to have you uh, on the program again. Uh, So, big show to unpack uh, today. Basically, when I had to go through all the footage of yesterday, I just went, let's just go go for the 500 meters. Well, I said to you, I said, listen, it's all about the last 500 or kill them. Actually, a bit before that. Yeah. Yeah, it it is. Take us through the last 500 meters. Well, we expected a massive, a bunch sprint to the line. We got it, but it wasn't a bunch sprint. You can see here, it's already a reduced group. The Alpacin Phoenix rider, he jumped early. He jumped a little bit too early, tried to catch them by surprise. Seneschal, who was normally the lead out for Jakobsen, he ended up on his own. He did the sprint. Matteo Trentin then tried to come up alongside him. Trentin looked like he was going to win the stage, to be honest. At some one point, we thought he got past. He didn't. It was a grind to the line. Seneschal wins his first World Tour race as the number one, the number two lead out or the number one lead out man. Trentin narrowly misses out, but yeah. he, he's riding a great race, I think. And a lot of sprinters missed the jump, missed the split with about three kilometres to go. And interestingly, Gracie, on, on the back of that group, as they went across the line, it's a really small victory. Egan Bernal just gained five or so seconds on Roglic and those. That's sort of irrelevant. But does it make a difference? And should we read anything into the form? Can I just say of, of Egan Bernal? It's really cool to see a rider like that, a small climber, GC type, still up there in the finish of a, a crazy stage. So I think it's definitely a display of form. I think to position well, in my experience, you have to be in good form. It's a confidence game for sure to be up in the pointy end in a finish like that. But you also have to be really fit. You see riders being really good at positioning is because they're fit. And I think that makes a big difference. So I think that maybe he's uh, on the way up for sure. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good. I like to hear that. We want a battle. We want, yeah. it, we want it to come. We want it to be right down to the bitter end. Yeah, but, <laughs> but. a Frenchman won a stage yesterday. I know, you, you, know, you sort of forget, this is crazy. You sort of forget he's French, I don't. Well, because it's a Belgian team and it's got this heavy Belgian, and you don't think, I don't think of too many Frenchmen outside of Demar and Buhani as sprinters, but this guy, yeah. he is. He's yeah. a let-out man, but he got, his, he got his day in glory. Absolutely. Let's listen to Florian Sénéchal. Florian, you can sprint. And we wait. And Bert Van Ebert do a super good job. I stay calm and 
the last 200 meters, uh, I give the maximum. Did Fabio say uh, anything in the earpiece? I, I think flat tire, yeah. This is your first uh, victory in a Grand Tour. Yeah. What does it mean for you? I don't know, I don't realize for the moment, but it's crazy. Uh, first time I think Demar passed me, or I don't know, Matthews, but nobody passed me, and I give a maximum, and oh, it's crazy. But, a lot of thanks for my teammate, he, he did a crazy, crazy job. Uh, I have lucky today and I am, I am very happy for my family, friend and my wife. It's a good present for, for us. It's a good present for, for everyone around Florian uh, Sénéchal. I mean, he's, he's a good winner because once we said yesterday again about uh, Duke and the quick step, but they keep churning them out. You know, if it's not the main leader, then somebody else will still be there in that mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I just thought we, we expect them to nail it, Gracie, but I just thought they did it perfectly because they wanted to utilize every one of their riders in that train and they waited until the very end and the other team sort of helped them and then three kilometers to go four actually it was 4.5 to be precise was when they went to the front that's why they nailed it you know i i think um what do you think i, I just think there no one can get the better of the wolf pack in lead out trains at the moment yeah uh they're they're the most winning team i don't think any other team comes close to how many wins they've had this season um i think that um breeds morale as well i think that we're seeing you know the likes of bike exchange struggling because they haven't had the wins and then they they don't have that morale so to have quick step always winning and it's just amazing to see that footage that they can pivot so quickly they're on the radio straight away um fabio jackson was able to communicate that he was no longer there um and you could tell that they were able to adapt so quickly and on paper i would have said that trenton should have won and even like you said um right down to that final few meters you thought that he might have had it in the bag and Seneschal managed to pull off the big win, but I think that's because that whole team is a bred to, to win bike races and not to just get podiums or not to just be support riders. And he's a great one-day racer in his own right. Um, I think he's got top 10 at Roubaix before, as well as winning some of those uh, classics races. So I think it's really special for him to get a win at the Grand Tour level. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you would think everyone is happy. In that team, you know, we saw Pat on the back. We saw guys from FDJ. Well, I don't know. I've been digging into the the footage that we received from uh, from the Welta, and I found this. Okay. okay, let's have a look because Jakobson is I don't know a bit lukewarm on this victory. I think. Great, Mark, but if you don't look behind, you are not in doubt. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I asked you guys, wait, no, wait. Yeah. But we are in front, then okay. we wait after corner, huh? No, because we are okay. Oof, guys, that footage is hard to watch, isn't it? I think, um, in my opinion, he said the right thing just at the wrong time. Um, in my experience, we save our feedback for that moment that we've all cooled off a little little bit from the race and our emotions are a bit lower but we're able to give feedback and I think he said the right thing but I just wish he hadn't done it in front of the cameras and he could have congratulated his teammate a bit more what do you think Maka? Yeah it's it's 
Yeah, there's two parts to it. I agree with the, what you're saying there. Yeah, you've you got to wait to cool off, but we, we all know there's heat of the moment stuff, and I accept that, and I accept that nowadays the cameras are everywhere, and if it wasn't an official camera, there yeah. would have been a mobile phone that would have captured that vision. However, I disagree that because there was a part of him saying, congrats, but... Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's hard to pick up the audio, but from what we can understand, he's saying... I said I was off the wheel. You guys should have basically waited. To me, the race victory came because they didn't wait, because they'd offloaded Matthews. Yeah. You know, the, the, the other rival sprinters that potentially could have won that stage, they'd got rid of them with three kilometres to go. It's up to Jakobsen to yeah. stick on Seneschal's wheel no matter what, it, you know. Um, and, and it was a different sprint. It wasn't, it wasn't that there were 30 riders behind them either. So... The fact that there was no one else behind them, effectively, yeah. Trenty, and that was all, they have to go full gas. So yeah. I think a little bit of sour grapes by Jakobsen. I thought he could have been a bit more complimentary yeah, to yeah. a teammate who has absolutely supported him. And at least in front of the cameras. And you totally agree with, with Gracie on this and actually with you as well. Uh, let's do it in front of the camera. We're happy, all happy, etc. Et they do it all the time anyway. Yeah. You know, they, they're all, you know, they, they're faking it in the interviews. Let's face it. Mm. You know, they're faking it in front of the cameras. This is a bit, you know, and then when we know going back what Seneschal has done for him, Yes. You know, before when he had his cash and so on, he Seneschal was the first, was the man first on that. yeah. And that does that doesn't mean no, but you yeah, know, a bit. And it's almost you know, very Sene- gracious. But Seneschal is, gracious. Seneschal is here with the shrugging, like almost apologetic. Yeah, he actually won. This is his first Grand Tour win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should yeah. be celebrating it. So yeah. I think, in that sense, that is poor, poor and, behavior. I believe. And yeah. look, the other side of it is, guys, we we want that vision. Yeah, uh, Gracie, we don't want him to call off because otherwise, how how else are we going to fill ten minutes of this show? <laughs> yeah, you're correct. Okay. Like, you know what? After after all this, uh, I think Jacobson calmed down a little bit and went into the interview. Let's listen to the actual corporate side of Jacobson. Uh, well, we took uh, the corner at four or five k to go, and uh, uh, I think Egan and Thomas Pitcock came under and. I was on a little bit of gap and I tried to close it but I couldn't and uh, then I didn't have the legs to sprint so I told Florian that he should do the sprint because uh, I didn't have the legs today. At this moment where you understood the, the, that you couldn't have the legs, you fought straight to start to Florian to, to go for the sprint? Yeah, of course, we have uh, communication and uh, I said in the radio, Florian, you do the sprint, I don't have the legs and I dropped back because the legs was uh, finished. Thank you very much. Thank you. So all of a sudden, now he tells Florian, you can go, my friend. He's being, he's being the, the king. You can go. And he's <laughs> accepting, saying, I didn't have the legs. Yeah. And, and realistically, he didn't. Let's... So, yeah. But if he didn't have the legs, he should have just went, well done, Florian. You've done really well. I yeah. didn't have the legs. Yeah. Not yeah. being grumpy straight yeah. away. Yeah. I'm grumpy today. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've, we've, have we bashed him enough, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying the flag here. I'm yeah, flying you are. <laughs> no, no, but I agree. I agree. I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's. Look, it, it creates good TV, great, yeah. creates good talking point. And look, the whole story of Jakobsen, um, you know, and we've moved on from that, that yep. horrible accident to the honeymoon is over. The honeymoon period of him winning, now it's like, okay, 
you're just a person, you're just a human, yeah. you're a cyclist, and we're going to judge you accordingly. And business is business. Mm. Uh, anyway, Mato Trentin, you, you mentioned Trentin uh, Gracie. Let's listen to him because he's actually very interesting in, in that sprint because I reckon when we look at the, the footage, Trentin was probably the, f the, the favorite in the last 100 meters going. Let's listen to Matteo Trentin. Matteo, tell us about that sprint. It was, I think, quite unexpected. Jakobsen having a problem. Cerny making everything explode. How it happened? Uh, basically what it was predicted, entering 3.5 to go in the front was crucial for, for sprinting. If you see the first five guys, but the first five guys in the final. Uh, luckily, on that corner 3.5, I was coming from the back. Uh, Pitcock was in front of me and he went super wide. And I couldn't really judge the corner, so to close it, it took me a good 500 meters. And from there, I was always kind of leaving too much space every every corner and I think that's cost me cost me the victory. That was uh, Matteo Trentin here. Uh, what do you make of his performance yesterday? Uh, oh, it was good. It was good. I mean, he's riding strong, isn't he, Gracie? He's, he's a strong rider. Like, he's, he's, he's not a pure sprinter. He's like a Michael Matthews. Um, and he's in similar form, but he negotiated yesterday's finish, obviously, a lot better than um, Michael did. Uh, Trenton, yeah, he's showing he's in great form in the, at this year's Welter. He's such a, a consistent bike racer and he's tactically great too. And I think we see that in that whole last five kilometres of the race. He was right on the, the train of quick step. I don't think he put a foot wrong. I think it's actually a shame that he didn't win, even though I was happy for uh, Seneschal to get the win. I, but I was backing Trenton. I know him a little bit from racing back in bike exchange days, and he's actually a really nice guy as well. So he'd always come and have dinner with us um, when we were sitting at the women's table. And, yeah, he's. I think he's just put a lot of hard yards in as well. He, I guess a lot, all of them do to some extent, but, you know, he's – very consistent, like I said before. So, yeah, I think we could expect a stage win yet from Trenton. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Trenton won it before. I'm just happy Seneschal won. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, though. I think he can I think he can jag one. It's it's going to be him or Michael Yeah. moving forward. Like, yeah. I don't think both of them will. <laughs> like, I'm sort of being serious. It's like they're both knocking on the door. Yeah. And I think only done. one of them will get yeah. will get one if they do. Uh, let's talk about Enhorn. Uh, Enhorn from Israel, yes. uh, startup nation. Yes, uh, he finished seventh. Yeah, and you sort of say, okay, seventh isn't worth much, Gracie. I don't know if you saw it, and we we can't show it, but Greg Henderson, uh, as you would know of Greg, um, he he was a big lead out for Andre Greipel for the Couch Peloton. Who don't know of Greg Henderson, he's now sort of a tactician. Director Sport if at at Israel. He gave a he gave a speech on the bus, which we saw, and it was all about fighting, you know, fighting for position. And they're three men down, Israel. I just thought it was a brilliant result result by the Israeli rider. You know, a country that's not known for their cycling. Top ten on a crazy finish. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I really agree with you there. It's really nice to see a small team on the rise. They've certainly had some big signings in Froome and Greipel, but I think their their biggest strength is in their development program. And with the guys coming through, like we see, we've seen Aussie Seb Berwick in the break, and he's done a great job. And it's really cool to see this other young rider stepping up into the top ten in a sprint stage. Um, we have Zach Denster, who used to be a an Aussie pro and he's now in a directing position for that team and I think you know he's just loving it there I think they're building a really great culture and 
rumor has it they might even be starting a women's team in the next couple of years. So, um, Christoph, I think we're seeing a bit more of that happening, of teams really putting a lot more effort into their grassroots and into some women's programs. So, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, what do you guys think about Well, this? actually, no, I was just going to add to that, Gracie, and correct me otherwise, both of you, the Olympic road race, the women's road race, there was an Israeli in the break, in that winning break. Correct. correct. That's right, yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. And she she's not was she well is she well known? I can't remember her name. Her name escapes me, but I'm sure it was an Israeli. Uh yeah, you're right. It, I'm pretty sure it was Omar Shapira. She rides in the um Canyon Tram women's team, which is one of the top women's teams. But yeah, that was awesome to see her national jersey out there for many hours on the TV. So it's it's really great to see a country like that backing um the sport of cycling in, in both men and women's racing. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. was a super long breakaway. Uh, let's listen to uh, Itamar Einhorn. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, tell us about that sprint. It was a was a tricky one. It was a, a bit of a. <laughs> it was maybe a three-kilometer sprint for me. <laughs> I was a bit behind in the the three kilometers to go after the right turn, and also some gaps uh, happened in the front. In the end, I was sitting on the wheels in front of me, uh, really strong. Until until we reached the the final roundabout, then I was maybe top six, top seven, and from there everybody did almost uh, full gas to the finish because it was nothing left to lose, uh, and I left uh, around top seven, I think. Seven, seven exactly. Yeah. So yeah. What so. have you learned? It has been a few few sprints so far on this Vuelta. What have you learned on yourself uh, for for yourself for your future? I think I have I have the abilities. I have uh, good teammates to help. Maybe if there was few more that we lost, it was much better. But I'm uh, I'm happy with the with my form and what what we do as a team here, as a small team by number. And uh, yeah, I got uh, two top tens in this Vuelta, my first Grand Tour, and I'm happy for the moment. And also, yeah, Itamar and Horn here, uh, very good attitude. Because yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. they've lost so many riders. They're down to five. Yeah. And Seb Berwick is not, as good as Seb is, <laughs> he's not part of the lead-out train, is he, Gracie? So he, he possibly had one or two at most helping him in that sprint finish. For sure, yeah. Seb's more of a breakaway slash climber type. So I can't imagine it. I had much support there. It's really nice to see that scrappy type of racing coming from development riders to really just, you know, be confident that they deserve to be there. Um, it's mm -hmm. tough because I'm sure they're getting pushed around. There's still hierarchy there in those sprint finishes. But, you know, it, it looks so hard and it was strung out and there was a lot of people getting dropped. So good on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about back exchange. Uh, I was going to say what happened with back exchange, but before we, we uh, dissect what happened for them, you know what, let's hear it from Luca Mezgek. The team uh, did uh, really good until the crucial point of the day where we actually got blocked uh, with about 1k to go to the corner with 3k to go, where was actually the point after which you cannot really move up. And uh, we lost ourselves also there, so... Somehow I found Rob with about 2k to go and uh, yeah, I thought actually that Matthews is on my wheel but uh, it was kind of hard because I was like kamikaze going through the corners so I just want to come up there. I, I knew there's no time to move up other than just do dive bombing every single corner 
And uh, yeah, the, the biggest mistake was not being on the front with three k to go, and that actually cost us the the sprint and the better result. I think the quick step team did it geniusly with their with three k to go. They just went full gas and they actually split the bunch because uh, there's a lot of GC guys going into the final as well and uh, obviously they don't want to risk as much as we do in the corners and in last three case there was like six seven roundabouts in corners that means a lot of risk for them and a lot of uh, big gaps which you need to somehow close them down if you're too far back there was a Luca a Mesgek. I mean, what else can we say about this except that they are accepting a mistake? Many other teams have made exactly the same mistake. Uh, what more can we say? I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. What can we say, Gracie? What what should we should we be more critical? This is this is probably still a bit hard for you because <laughs> you've come from uh, Bike Exchange. But should we be more? Critical of bike exchange, or should they have been there? Yeah. Should they have not missed that three k? In hindsight, yes, they should have been there. But in that situation, it's a gamble to move up too early. Um, the, you've seen it in bunch sprints in the past. Some teams have control and they look great, but it's just too early and they run out of guys. Um, it was a tailwind. By the look of it, it was so fast. Um, it can all happen in a blink of an eye. So. I think, you know, they are doing really well. And as you've said, Maka, they just haven't quite got it right. And it's not for lack of big mistakes, just really small mistakes that keep adding up. And, yeah, Maka, you've been on the, the wrong end probably of when someone else drops the wheel in front of you, not a teammate of yours, but a, someone that's just there, like a GC guy that shouldn't be there really. That, yeah, that cost me, I don't know, 20 victories. So. <laughs> all, in, all, in, all in one Grand Tour. <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, it, was all, it all happened in one Grand Tour. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. Oh, God. You spent, you spend, hey, Gracie, let's, <laughs> seriously. Most, you know what, Robin McKeown said to me years ago once, I remember riding with him in Belgium, training. And, you know, he was at the top of his game. He was arguably the world's best sprinter. And here I am catching up with him, thinking, wow, Robbie's stepped up. I'm still battling away. And he's like, I said, how's, how's his year been? He goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, you spend 90% getting your head kicked in and then you win 10% of the time. Yeah. And it's actually true, isn't it? Even the best in the world, like Robbie might have won 20 races, but he raced 170. Yeah. And so it was only 20 victories out of 170. <laughs> when you look at a percentage, if that was a football team, you'd say, geez, they're going pretty average. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? You're right. And for the rest of us, we're lucky if we get one year, one win a year. So when you see those winning riders and what their stats really are, you have to really understand what bike racing is really like. And it is getting your head kicked in most of the time, unfortunately. And but, oh, sorry, can yeah. I just say one more thing and more on a serious note? The, the, the bike exchange thing now is an interesting one because the huge success that both the men's and the women's yep. team have had since they both began their respective journeys in the pro ranks. But now, you know, when you think back to Bike Exchange a few years ago, four stage wins at the Tour de France. Yep. They've worn yellow jerseys. They've won the nearly every monument to mm. win. It's incredible. Now, just one stage win in the Vuelta is so, so important for and, them. And actually goes back further to that. How frustrated do you think, Gracie, the management is, the people around, not necessarily the riders of Bike Exchange, but how frustrated do you think 
Everyone around, the mechanics, the physios, everybody else is getting in this Vuelta and hanging to one result. Yeah, I don't envy being in that team right now. I think they're all trying really hard to be nice to each other and keep that morale up. But like I said before, winning is what creates the best morale. So they're just really lacking that. And I think every time you don't get it right, you have to kind of debrief and dissect the race and, yeah, And you brought up the other point too, all the Swannies and the mechanics. Like, it's a whole team. It's not just the riders. So I think it's really tough to show up to dinner every night and just be like, yeah. sorry, guys, we'll try again next tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I really hope they do keep trying. But I have a feeling that Matthews is losing heart and maybe he, like I said really early on in this tour, he wants to save his legs for the world. So, Uh, yeah, I'd put my money on that. He'll leave before the tour ends. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, some good atmosphere should be in another team, the yep. Intermarché Wanty Gobert. Yes. Because they are still in the red. Uh, Old Christian Aking is still the leader of this race. Let's listen from him and then we'll talk about them. Yeah, it was uh, more hectic than I uh, thought it would be. It was uh, really uh, a lot of roundabouts which I knew, but that they would be so decisive, I, uh, I didn't imagine. So uh, I'm happy I didn't lose uh, too much time to uh, get a winner now. Before the splits, we have seen uh, your team uh, pulling at the front, uh, racing for you as a big leader. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, I had a perfect teammates. Uh, really, they really did an amazing job to keep me at the front. And, uh, and in the end, I would just had to follow, but there was a few splits, but I don't think there was any... Uh, any damages for me now. Do you feel uh, the desire growing as far as uh, keeping the red jersey in the mountains tomorrow? Yeah, I, I'm going to try uh, with all I have, of course, uh, but uh, it depends how it's... How, if Roglic or, yeah, if he uh, decides to... Uh, to stand up and uh, go for it, it's... I, I know it's going to be difficult, but if, uh, if I'm lucky I, or I have the legs, I can uh, probably... Keep fighting for it, yes. Jason Tuck. Hey, they're not ruling out trying to fight for this red jersey, despite Roglic being put you know, on a pedestal by uh, Old Christian. Uh, he's still saying, you know what, you know, there can actually be a surprise to him. And how do you think Jan Martin thinks he's about feeling, it? He hasn't yeah. even had a mention. I know. So he's not worried about Jan Martin. <laughs> he's he's in second. Yeah. Uh, uh, because basically, yeah, he knows where the danger is. Uh, it's probably you don't not. think Guillaume Martin can take the jersey? Not this, but I think he can control Guillaume Martin. Okay. I think if Roglic, that, that's my reading on it, I think he assessed that if Roglic decides to go, Roglic can do it. There's nothing but he can do about nothing it. Nothing he can do about it. But Martin is probably someone that he can control. So he's going to watch out for Martin. But if Roglic wants that red jersey back, he thinks that he's probably going to get it in the stage like we have tonight. Yeah, and hey, the other thing, Gracie, too, uh, and I've been joking about it in the live comms uh, with Kino. Uh, Intermarche, I think they've spent a total of 30 kilometers on the front <laughs> protecting that jersey. Like, they actually haven't had to do much. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Like, what a dream run for this team. Yeah, it's so cool to see them um, getting the most out of this red jersey and, and so much success that they've had in this tour. So good on them. If they don't have any responsibility to, you know, do the hard work, then why would they just enjoy their time in the sun? And they've got some more opportunities for stage wins. So good on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know what? We are 27 minutes in this podcast. It's about time Belinda gives a award. We are above halfway through the race. Let's listen to the Belinda Award 
for this Vuelta. Hi, riders of the 2021 Luelta Peloton. I'm just doing your mid-race assessment. First off, to mark the roll, 19 riders are missing. Astana, are you still here? Oh, no, sorry, I see you blast off. Oops. Okay, some awards to hand out. Full gas award goes to the entire Peloton racing so fast. My goodness, my unsung hero award that's got to go to Kajarul R, Uskatel Uskadi, and BH Burgos for providing us so much breakaway action. Thank you. Roglic, you get my bouncy ball award because you keep bouncing back from that tarmac and you made a Teflon. Incredible. Bex, you get my Maxwell Smart Award because you keep missing it by that much. No one can deny your effort, though. Intermarche Wanty, congratulations on graduating to the World Tour. Uh, two riders in the red jersey proves you well and truly should be there. Now, some riders being a bit greedy, taking two stage wins, learn to share, except for our breakout star, Michael Story. You can have three or four stage wins if you'd like. Chaconi. What are you doing swinging on your chair in the back of the class? Baby Shark, you are my one to watch in the mountains. Ineos and Movistar, I'd like to see you two after class. I think you've been trading notes. Ineos, you're top of the team's classification, and Movistar has two on GC classification. Amazing. All right, plenty of racing still to go. If you want to up your game, incredible Peloton, well done. Absolutely well done. And you know what you've, you now have in your head? Baby shark, do 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 Baby shark. Oh no, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what was your fave out of that one, Gracie? Well, thanks. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head too. Um, <laughs> oh, my fave. She is so good with the props. I just want to say how much I've been loving Belinda's videos. So keep them coming, and I hope they come for more Grand Tours in the future. But I don't think I could ever do what she does. I don't think yeah, I have a favorite. Pretty- yeah, Baby Shark was a good one. Yeah, Baby Shark was good. I do like the bias at the end. Stora can win as many as we want. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. else is greedy for wanting two. We absolutely uh, And that was care. brought to you by hashtag Couch Peloton. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and absolutely. And then, of course, she will be popping in again throughout this Vuelta. Uh, and I'm sure uh, maybe further down the line. But uh, actually, for the Vuelta, we are all loving what Belinda is doing for this show. Okay, very quickly, ranking. This is where we are standing on uh, today. So, odd Christian Akin is still the leader. You said Guillaume Martin is still 58 seconds. Basically, it's the same thing. Only Egan Bernal, I think, gained a little bit of time. Uh, this is where we're staying, yeah? Yes, yes. Bernal, That's the big question now is... Has that form returned? Yeah. Or is it on the return? We'll find out tonight. Oh, did he, did, he, did he just end up being at the end of that pack by accident? He rides position well. Yeah. He, he genuinely, he's one of the few Colombians that knows how to handle himself in crosswinds mm-hmm. as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Here are the uh, jersey uh, so of the uh, Vuelta 2021. This hasn't changed at all. Okay. Let's look at the stage tonight. Uh, this is actually a, a beauty of a stage. Uh, what do you make of these uh, mountains? And this should be a very interesting day. Yeah. Mountainous stage, Gracie. Uh, 166 kilometers, three, almost three and a half thousand meters of climbing. When you look at the profile, it pretty much comes in the second half. So, Fair to say this is a monster climbing day, yeah? Yeah, we can expect that there's going to be plenty of guys that want a head start on the mountains today and they have that opportunity in the first half of the race. We've got a bit of a warm-up climb, which is the Cat 3 climb, but it goes straight into a Cat 1 climb that's really steep. 
um, and they'll descend quite quickly to the uh, penultimate part of the race and the final climb is actually the descent of that first Cat 1 climb and it looks pretty hard on the profile and I can't see anything but a GC battle playing out at the end um, and it's yet to be seen if the breakaway will survive but let's fi have fingers crossed for a Michael Storr special again. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. And hey, that, that Category 1, it is in the middle of the stage so it's not going to, you would think, decide anything general classification but just so you both know it's three kilometers averaging 13 percent averaging yeah averaging so there's spikes of multiple spikes of 15 16 17 percent so it's going to be a pretty uh and, and there's, solid there's day. three little humps in, in the middle of those two climbs just yeah. to keep warm yeah, just, just yeah, you get cold on the way down. <laughs> so they've put them in. That, that's to... a, they're free ones. <laughs> yeah. You get them for free. You take this one. Yeah, they're, they're the added GST. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so all in all, uh, great stage. Uh, any other news? I'll start with something. Yeah. Jay Vine. What a news. Oh, yeah. Jay Vine yeah. signing. I mean, this is the tweet from uh, the team. Jay Vine, good news. You mentioned it yesterday. And that fell during the stage. Jay Vine has signed for another two years in Alpecin Phoenix. Yeah, this is uh, this is huge, uh, is, I think, Gracie. Um, the fact that he got his first year contract, we keep going on about it. Um, but it's a, Zwift, it's a Zwift Academy. It still blows my mind that riders can get a contract from a virtual race, but this is the world of cycling now, isn't it? I think it's fantastic that we have more avenues opening up. There was never one way, but for Australian riders, it's definitely harder to get overseas and to get noticed. So our national programs have been a real big feeder over the years, but we haven't had an under-23 program for quite a while now, and that's a real loss. So it's really awesome to see um, pathways going into such as the Israel Startup team, which is really cool. But this WIFT Academy thing is su such a unique opportunity for riders to be noticed. And obviously he was noticed and he's really made the most of it. So I think it's really well deserved to have this contract extension. And he's actually raced a lot here in Canberra at the Canberra Crits. And I think a lot of yeah. riders will be happy for him, but probably more so jealous. <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah. I just want to add something as well. Like, yes, awesome what he's done with Zwift and awesome what Zwift has done with the, the Academy. And then you guys know, like, Zwift is sponsoring this podcast anyway. But uh, Jay Vine and his wife, you mentioned it yesterday in, in uh, the actual coverage. They also took a chance. Yeah. They also allowed themselves to leave everything behind. They're setting everything up here in Australia to just give it 100%. So, yes, you've got the opportunity from... Uh, the platform and what he's done and he actually was very smart at how they approach this platform and, and this uh, data set that they've launched to the team but they also are taking the risk of setting everything up mm. and engaging on that new life yeah it's yeah it, it, that's right and and actually I want to get your opinion uh, too Grace your just your, your thoughts your comment um, because it was announced yesterday and obviously we had Bridie on yesterday and we did discuss it but you were a teammate of Lucy Kennedy yep. so on the other end of that spectrum and packing up, selling up. She's announced her retirement. Um, were you surprised? And, you know, give us, give us your take on, on that. I wasn't completely surprised. It's a shame because she definitely has more potential left in her. She's an amazing talent and she's had a, quite a lot of bad luck over the years with some pretty awful crashes and some very severe injuries. Um, she's had some great results. She certainly made the most of her opportunities with Bike Exchange. But, yeah, I would have loved to have seen her be a podium contender at the Women's 
Tour de France feminine next year, she would have been great there. But it's such a tough thing for the Aussie women over there. Even nowadays, we're certainly making a lot better money than we ever have been, but it's still not enough to support another partner being there more often than not. And even if it is enough, it's like her partner can't just up and leave his um, job either. So you really have to get used to living apart a lot of the time. And it really, as the years goes on, you feel those sacrifices feeling a bit heavier. So I, I feel for her and I feel like she would have put a lot of thought into this decision. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm with you and you don't, it's funny because you don't want to, um, I'm with you 100% as in I'm I'm a bit sad for her, but I shouldn't be because I'm sure she's happy with her decision. But we both know that she has plenty more to give in cycling and it's a shame we're not going to see it. But, you know, I'm, I'm 100% she's making the decisions yep. to make her happy. So we wish her all the best. 100%. Any other news? Uh, yeah, Gracie, some other news. Women's Tour. Uh, tell us about that uh, overnight. There's a current World Tour women's race going on. It's a tour and it used to be called the Holland Ladies Tour back in the day, back when I used to race it. Um, it's currently called the Simac Ladies Tour. Um, there's been a prologue, a road stage, an individual time trial, and last night's stage was a road stage and it was chaotic. There was uh, tiny, narrow roads. If anyone's raced in Holland, they know that it's like riding on bike paths. And there was a rush of all the sprint trains coming into the final five kilometres and there was a huge pile-up. Someone had crashed at the front of the race and taken out pretty much the whole peloton. There was five riders that were just clear of it and they're the ones that went on to win the race. There was a bit of controversy because the jury decided not to give 90% of the peloton um, bunch time. So you just had to come in in dribs and drabs from the crash and that was your time, unfortunately. So it really, you know, took a lot of people out of GC. The current GC leader was just able to hold on to her lead because she got on her bike quick enough and rushed to the finish. But in my opinion, I think in... Um, pretty bad circumstances like this where riders, you know, I, by the sound of it, there was dozens of riders that were taken to hospital in this crash. I think that they should have been awarded bunch time, but we wish them all the best in their recovery. And it's really not nice to see that kind of imaging of the, the crash like that. Yeah. 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 We've had some big ones this year, yeah. haven't yeah. we? Even here at the Vuelta, of course. Absolutely. Uh, and. Uh, just a bit of other news, uh, the Deutschland Tour, Tour of Germany, is yep. on. Uh, it's been a relatively sort of building up, it's back up its profile uh, in the last few years. Alexander Kristoff, the old dog, he keeps on winning. <laughs> he, remember he won the first stage of the Tour de France last, last year, year yeah. for UAE, yeah. and then they ended up winning the race, of course, overall. Yeah. I think he's 34 this year. He's into his 30s. He yeah. keeps winning. Not bad. Good yeah, effort. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll leave you on a good note, though. Uh, how many bottles? Sticking day, sticking hot day yesterday. Yeah. Yep. How many bottles can you give out in thirty seconds? In thirty seconds. Yeah. I don't know. Not too many. Okay. Well, Team DSM. Let's have a look. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sticking empty. Not yours empty. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven uh, and eight.
There you go. The whole team done in 30 seconds. This is how you do it. Yeah? <laughs> That's a shag off, isn't it? <laughs> Just about. But uh, Team DSM are providing a lot of good footage up on board, and this is the stuff we want to see. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> to the average Joe Blow, just who li loves their Saturday morning bunch ride, Gracie, we take it for granted, but it is actually impressive, isn't it, what they're doing there? It's really impressive. Uh, we were lucky that by the last couple of years they'd invented the vests that they would just give you a, a mesh vest filled with biddens that you could just chuck on really quickly because putting biddens in the back of your jersey is actually quite hard. Your jersey has to be just right. Some of these summer jerseys nowadays won't let you do it. They'll just fall straight out the bottom, which is really frustrating. Um, so, yeah, it's really impressive. I'm pretty sure that uh, Tiff Cromwell has the Aussie women's record, and I think she did something like 10 or 12 biddens once, and she's yeah. not, a, a, not a very big person. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, wow. I thought that was impressive. a good note to finish. No, that was nice. Very Thank good. you, Gracie, uh, for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Gracie. Thank you very much. You're on tonight as well. On tonight, 10.50. Ten, I have to think about it. 10.50 tonight. <laughs> it's an early start in two nights' time, but we'll yeah, talk about yeah, that tomorrow. Absolutely. Yep. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time. Tomorrow, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors with La Vuelta is all about climbing. So why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout? Fun is flying uphill. A great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance. And believe me when I say that's what you'll get. Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.